0: Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. Great to be with you. And today's topic is called the three counterfeits of emotionally healthy spirituality. The three counterfeits of emotionally healthy spirituality. The the fact that this is the topic for today and it, it has emerged is in itself amazing Uh, When we first began this journey, uh, over 28 years ago, in 1996, the words emotional health uh, was not used in the same sentence with Jesus or spirituality. It was almost on the border of heretical. Uh, In fact, anything with the word emotional in it was very suspect. But for us, it came out of a theology uh, and an understanding of what it means to be made in the image of God. And actually, when I wrote my first book, which came out seven years later, Uh, The publisher did not want to use the term emotional health in the title because they said nobody will read it. It will be considered psychobabble. But again, uh, we persisted because of actually a theological foundation, uh, and we insisted on it, so it stayed. In fact, when I wrote the uh, book Emotionally Healthy Leader, which many of you are familiar with, uh, I was strongly encouraged to go with a secular publisher Uh, and actually uh, began corresponding with an MBA professor and business program, secular business program, and I went down a road of kind of maybe this could be both end. Then I realized, no, no, our calling in particular was to focus on the local church and uh, pulled back from that and uh, stayed with Zondervan as a publisher for us and our calling and our contribution to the global church in the area of leadership formation and discipleship. And then when we integrated uh, the contemplative tradition, monasticism, this whole idea of slow down spirituality out of church history, that really drove us into, at least in the church world at that time, uh, into uh, another kind of a, I call it a corner of obscurity. It was so radical, it was outside the box of traditional church and leadership at the time uh, that, you know, people were not talking about it very much. Uh, but now things have completely shifted. Here we are, 28 years later. Uh, the culture shifted, and emotional health is now a buzzword. Uh, it's everywhere. Uh, and in fact, this podcast alone, which is called "The Emotionally Healthy Leader," uh, is uh, super popular. I mean, it's had over 10 million downloads. Uh, the books are we've written are you know, bestsellers, they're they're everywhere. And, they're, and the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course, part one, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and part two, Emotionally Healthy Relationships, is also quite popular and being used around the world. So now the challenge is the counterfeits. And I've been observing this for a while, but the time has come to actually name it and distinguish it from what is what I would call authentic, emotionally healthy spirituality. So, Uh, Here are the three counterfeits and let me name them and then we'll go into them and then we'll go into the authentic uh, EHS. So counterfeit number one is trendy, emotionally healthy spirituality. Counterfeit number two is self-improvement, emotionally healthy spirituality. Counterfeit three is light, emotionally healthy spirituality or EHS light. Over and against, uh, we'll talk about Uh, later in this podcast, authentic emotionally healthy spirituality. That is what's true, authentic, genuine, the reason God birthed it in the first place. Now, how do you detect a counterfeit dollar bill or $10 bill or $100 bill? Well, uh, you need to know the real thing, obviously, but there are some differences, they say, in, in fake bills that are very noticeable as long as you know how to detect them. So let's take the three counterfeits one by one and spend a little time on each uh, before I get into what it means to do authentic, emotionally healthy spirituality in developing leaders and disciples, uh, so number one, trendy EHS or trendy emotionally healthy discipleship. Uh, and again, as I said earlier, this was not on the radar emotionally spirituality 28 years ago, and yet now everybody's talking about it. In fact, to to uh, it's seen as, as at least as you're dabbling in EH spirituality, it's a credibility booster, especially in the younger generation. If you're working with Teens or folks in their 20s, 30s, millennials, uh, you know, it's everywhere. It's almost like a must to have this integrated. Uh, I remember a publisher telling me uh, recently that uh, more than half of the book proposals that are sent in to be published have something to do with emotional health. It's that popular. It's something with emotional health and integrating spirituality. A few years ago, I met with the presidents of... uh, almost all the doctor of ministry programs of seminaries in North America. And the reason they asked me to come speak to them, it wasn't a large group, but it had been 50 people or so, uh, is because they use uh, the different books uh, that I've written, like Emotionally Healthy Leader, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, Emotionally Spirituality. They use them in their different programs. And so they wanted to talk about uh, you know, it, it and how to deepen it and all that. And so we got into the whole topic of that, well, writing a paper on a book – uh, and thinking about the concepts doesn't change people. Uh, what changes people is actually living it, living the material, following Jesus, uh, that students need an experience, whether they be pastors or in a doctoral program or a master's program or an undergraduate program. They need a lived experience of things like slowing down, of silence and solitude, of implementing skills like clean fighting. And, and then we got into the discussion that that means that teachers and professors need to actually live it so it's not just an academic exercise. It almost immunes people from the real thing. And, then we, and as the discussion evolved over that day, uh, it became very clear uh, to them that it's just not possible to do it that way. It's too slow and it's not academic. It's not it doesn't fit into academia the way it's presently structured. Um, and uh, it just doesn't work. So it's like trendy. Uh, you know, trendy EHS talks about the concepts of things like rhythms and silence and solitude and slowing down and monasticism and maybe silence and some of the riches of church history, but doesn't actually get into doing it. And so you may preach on some of the topics uh, that would be within emotionally spirituality. Uh, you may use illustrations, uh, perhaps, or talk about Sabbath and silence. Um, Not that uncommon. It's it's just trendy. Uh, Talking about the contribution of boundaries and some of the contributions of psychologists, Christian psychologists, or or integrating the 12-step program, uh, which, again, is, you know, biblically based on in so many ways. And uh, it's great. But it's actually—but it strips. It's a stripping of what we call emotionally spirituality when the terms are all mixed up of a stripping, stripping EHS of its power. Uh, I like to call it, it's Americanizing it. I I can think of a couple of extreme examples when I was actually traveling um, overseas and working with pastors, and Jerry and I were doing seminars, and where pastors were working in in a couple of these countries over 100 hours a week, and they loved emotionally healthy spirituality and EH discipleship. It it was trendy, but it was going to be a long way from actually living it. So... Let me move now to the second counterfeit, which I'm going to call simply self-improvement emotionally healthy spirituality. And this basically, is I engage uh, the material, EHS, not for the sake of the world or the glory of Jesus, basically I'm I'm engaging it because it really helps my life be better. Uh, in fact, if you in, a person engages EHS, spirituality, it's, it improves their life. It, it, it helps them. There's greater joy and peace. Uh, you know, you, you got some rhythms in your life and maybe you're doing Sabbaths each week and you're, you're, you're calmer. You're integrating some silence and stillness, maybe with a daily office. Uh, people, they learn a, maybe they learn a new skill, like the community temperature reading from the relationships course. And they begin to say, I notice and I prefer, and, and they use a CTR community temperature reading in there in their staff meetings. And maybe they talk about brokenness as a good thing. And they've got a new vocabulary. And they quote some of the Desert Fathers maybe. Um, And and maybe even even encourage some small groups to to do the Emotionally Spirituality uh, book and workbook. Uh, They don't do the course, but they encourage it as one of the many things that they could do in a small group as a curriculum, even though it was not written for a small group. But again, it's a, it's Americanized. It's a means to an end. Uh, self-improvement EHS is, I would call it, you know, superficial. It's on the surface. It's not a robust theology as its foundation. It's not grounded. It's not for the sake of the glory of Jesus or mission in the world. It's kind of a self-help. It's kind of a self-improvement type of material. It's one thing I have in my toolbox as a leader, um, and I lightly put it into practice. It, it feels good. Uh, it's not, but it's not deeply integrated into my own experience as a leader because I've got lots of other things happening in my life, and nor is it deeply integrated into people's experience. Um, it's what I call westernized. Again, it's Americanized. It's the power and the punch of authentic EH spirituality has been taken out. The third counterfeit I'm going to simply call uh, light EH spirituality or EH spirituality light. Now, you've heard of Miller Lite or Coors Light or Bud Light and beers. They're supposedly lower in calories. But when we use the word light, it's used in a variety of different ways as an expression. It's a basic way. It means basically taking something and making it not as heavy or complex. Um, Again, EH, spirituality, light, is still an Americanized version. It's still superficial, just slightly less so. So it may be that Uh, A church or a ministry is doing the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course, Part 1, which is EH Spirituality, and Part 2, which is Emotionally Healthy Relationships. But they never move beyond uh, what we call Level 1, that is, launching the course and exposing people to the material. Uh, They don't get into Level 2 and training table leaders to be disciplers of disciplers, and table leaders are are facilitators. People are exposed to the material. They, They like it. Um, and maybe may that the leaders in this church may read uh, one of the leadership books, like Emotionally Healthy Leader. They may talk about it, um, and it's actually eh. I mean, light eh spirituality. It's actually in the culture, but it's lightly in the culture. Um, it's kind of an à la carte menu. It's part of a larger menu. You may have, you know, you may have a number of you know programs, uh, and this is just one of your programs. And, and people go through as part of it, and they check it off. Uh, but the transformation in people's lives is surface deep. Uh, there is some transformation, even on the, maybe in a leadership level, even in the board level. Um, and especially com- when you compare it to the kind of things you did in discipleship and leadership formation before this. And you're not recycling quite the same number of problems in the past, but you still are recycling some of the same problems, especially on a leadership level. And, but, but you like EHS light because it keeps people in the church. It, and there's a little bit of change, and it's just skin deep. And it kind of helps you with your own credibility that, you, you know, we, we do E H spirituality. We do emotionally have the discipleship here. And it draws people in. It, uh, you're open-minded. You're not this stringent fundamentalist. But you don't give it a, the time it needs. It doesn't get that in, uh, in in the leader's lives or even how you do the course. Um, it stays at a certain level. We call it level one, which is kind of a launching level. Uh, but there's not a deep integration of the material and the profound concepts that i talked about and introduced in each part of the course, um, like Genogram, dark night of the soul, know yourself that you may know God, learning different skills like clean fighting. I, I guess the word I'm going to use here, there's not a deep integration. It's more of a plug and play exposure. There is some fruit, um, but it, uh, to actually move to the authentic uh, EHS, which I'll talk about now, requires a time, energy, and focus that is, as a leader, should Just don't have it. You know, it's like, kind of like getting off Christian crack. Uh, it would take a quite a shift to bring it in deeply. So let me just pause before I go into emotion, authentic, emotionally healthy spirituality, uh, to check out our training vault, uh, specifically level two training. Uh, on how do, how do I live and model the culture of Emotionally Healthy Discipleship in a deep way. Just, just check it out, emotionallyhealthy.org slash training. It's free, uh, and it really kind of gives a—you'll get see a training for actually if doing the course on a level that uh, is not a program but a life, where it's lived out by the leader and the folks leading tables, where you're creating culture. And we spent 28 years on this to move it beyond a program, because the church does not need programs. It needs life— and so there's two levels of training. Level one, which is introducing it. We call it mastering the launch. And then level two, creating a disciple-making culture. That's what we're after. And taking the kind of things like grief and loss and genograms and skills and and how do you actually make disciples who make disciples. So again, check that out at emotionallyhealthy.org slash training. With that, let me move now uh, beyond Uh, the three counterfeits, trendy EHS, self-improvement EHS, and light EHS, to what is authentic EHS. Now, just like getting, if you can know a dollar bill really well, a a real dollar bill, you can begin to distinguish the counterfeits quite quickly. So authentic EHS is, it's biblical, of course, it's authentic, Uh, it's deeply orthodox, It's it's grounded in historical Christianity, it's missional, it's whole life, it's ecumenical, it's And it's grounded in the context of a local church or Christian community. Authentic EHS is about the transformation of the entire culture. It's making disciples who make disciples. It's approaching uh, the biblical material and truth not as a consumer— Who's just getting information or finding out what's useful, but actually as a lover, a lover of Jesus, who savors and tastes and smells the truth of Scripture and lingers over it, letting it pass deeply into your own soul. Authentic EHS understands how we grow and learn and change. And I like to refer to the process uh, popularized by Benjamin Bloom, who's a great educational psychologist who, along with a team of thinkers, developed a brilliant taxonomy that describes how do, how do we learn. And it's been adapted uh, and revised m- many, many times over the last 60-plus years. It's a, st- it's a standard in educational systems. But uh, I took it and, and just kind of distilled it for us in the church as five ways of learning, five ways of knowing and getting something. And uh, we tend to think of two ways, either I get it or I don't get it. Versus, no, there's actually five distinct levels. And and it goes like this. We become aware of a new idea. Uh, let's just take the idea of slowing down. So first is awareness. Oh, slowing down is an interesting idea. Then two, the second level of learning is I ponder it. Help me understand more about slowing down. So you begin to read some books on it, listen to tapes, go to a small group on it. And then thirdly, you begin to value what you say. Oh, slowing down for Jesus is really important. Everybody should slow down. Uh, And so you've moved through three levels, but you haven't moved to level four, which actually is you prioritize it. You shift your entire life to slow down to be with Jesus. Uh, That's the big gut gap. Benjamin Bloom says for most people in learning stuff, they learn something, but they don't actually live it. That's between levels three and four. That's the big jump. And then from level four, I prioritize it. And then finally, I own it. It's in my bones. All my decisions and actions are based on that new value. So I'm slowing down every day. I'm aware of my being and doing with Jesus. My body feels it when I'm out of whack of doing too much and not um, being with Jesus in the midst of it. And, and so it, it, authentic EHS is after us actually, the goal is that we actually own it. It's in us, our, it's changed our lives, the way we structure our lives. So whether we're talking about grief or loss or go back to go forward or journey through the wall or rhythms of silence and Sabbath and rules of life, it just permeates our being and everything we do. And so the goal for, is not just for people to take a course. Now we developed the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship Course, part one and two, the reason we did it was we needed a stake in the ground in in our churches uh, that makes discipleship and the following of Jesus a priority, much like Alpha does for evangelism in churches. I think it's very helpful uh, as a programmatic element to give a church a sense of we're about outreach and reaching people for Jesus, introducing Jesus to the culture. Well. Emotionally, discipleship is a way of anchoring something in the culture that says being a disciple of Jesus is the core of what we're about here as a as a ministry, and it grounds people in some core foundational biblical truths out of which the community is built and structured. Uh, But the goal is not just for people to take a course; the goal is that their lives are changed even as they begin to go through it for the first time. That's why it's so important that leaders are living it first. But in other words, that I want everyone in in our community to be slowing down to be with Jesus in silence and stillness and solitude. I want everyone in our ministry, in our church, to practice Sabbath delight and rhythms. I want everyone in our ministry to apply this theology of going back to go forward of the genogram to their own following of Jesus and their own formation and that they can identify where they have some brokenness and vulnerabilities. So they're very aware so they can let Jesus into that area for for the, uh, for the long term for to be a gift to the world that I want everyone in our ministry to, to to master and understand how the skills of relationships work. How do we be this new family of Jesus? How do we resolve conflicts differently? How do we speak clearly, directly and honestly? How, how do we listen? How do we not mind read? How do we, <clears throat> how do we do a clean fight, not a dirty fight? And actually then then the culture reinforces it as people are exposed to it in a course, then the leadership team is actually as as we go through life together enforces it, reinforces it. And then we're we're helping people learn to be present with themselves and be present with other people. Um, and treating others as a thou not an it we're ju- we're not judgmental we're actually curious we're not distracted we're present with people that this is what we're after a, a life change and then we're we're into people learning how to not just be a disciple but actually disciple and help others follow jesus and then we as a leadership take our first steps in how we how we monitor success we don't measure success based on externals alone. We're, we're not simplistically looking for numbers going up. We're after quality, that we're more loving people. We love our enemies. We engage with the marginalized. We're, we're modeling healthy community for the world. We're we're living the gospel we preach from the inside out. And and so the, the goal of authentic EH spirituality is that it's permeating every aspect of life, especially for those of us you know, as leaders. So um, the way we do planning as leaders and the way we make decisions is now informed by what I call authentic emotionally healthy spirituality or discipleship. The way we do team building is shifted. Uh, we see the, uh, we see opportunities in breakdowns actually uh, to build healthy culture and healthy teams. The way we exercise power, the way we do dual relationships. The way we do endings and new beginnings, the way we understand transitions, we listen to God for transitions and changes. And so, uh, again, it, we're applying this material, this rich biblical theology, to all these areas of life that, in the past, we just had, in a sense, compartmentalized. Like I, we would do planning and decision making, and more from secular models for many years in my early discipleship. You know, versus you know, eh, once I once we engaged into eh spirituality or eh discipleship. And then we begin to apply uh, the material found in EHS to every area of life. How do I parent? How do I parent uh, toddlers and young children and and teenagers and young adults? And I begin to apply it to that arena. How do I do marriage? How do I do my singleness? How do do I understand my sexuality? EHS begins to get applied in authentic EHS. There's nothing that's off uh, the table. I begin to apply EHS to the way that Uh, We do our youth ministry, the way our children's ministry operates, uh, how we run our board meetings, how we listen to God and make decisions. We begin to apply EHS to things like, what does it mean to be a member of this community? How do we hire people? Uh, How do we supervise people? How do we have difficult conversations, uh, hard conversations that normally we would avoid? Uh, Even as we think about uh, prophetic ministry, for example, we apply emotional health to emotionally healthy prophetic ministry, emotionally healthy deliverance, even worship leading. Um, we're not performing. What does it look like to do that in a way that's authentic uh, and leads people to Jesus? That's got a component of emotional health to it. And then how do we? And then we equip people to bring the tools that they're learning in the church and they're experiencing in our in the new community of Jesus, uh, whether you're a parachurch or a church. Uh, we're, we're equipping people to bring that to their workplaces, to bring that to their schools, to bring that to their families, to bring it to their neighborhoods. Listen, you yourself, I trust uh, you are making a radical decision at, to do authentic EHS. And that is you're not going to end your addiction, not to drugs necessarily or alcohol, but to a life of being overcommitted and hurried. And like a desert father or mother, there's nothing more important to you and and what it means for you to follow Jesus and serve as a leader than to actually slow down to be what you believe, to be with Jesus, to be with yourself so you can be with other people. Um, And it's much larger than simply adding a little bit of silence each day. But that your number one role and and sense job description is to mature as a follower of Jesus, to to do for Jesus out of being with Him, and that your entire life is been is being redone uh, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly basis by getting rhythms so you're slowing down to be with Jesus, you're, you're, whether it's Sabbath delighting or days alone with God once or twice a month or developing a really uh, excellent rule of life so that you're uh, praying and abiding in Jesus always, but you're setting aside time to regularly assess your life and deeply integrate the material that you're exposed to in EH spirituality. You're not doing trendy or you're not doing self, self-help EHS. You're not even doing EHS light. You're, you're doing in such a way that you're leading out of a cup that overflows, not that's empty. So again, please taste this. Let me give you a more, a more uh, visual taste of what that looks like. Go to our training vault, especially the level two training, um, emotionallyhealthy.org slash training. And you'll see some things in there like coaching a genogram or coaching a grief and loss chart or um uh, you know, incarnational presence. And and again, you'll see how it's not a program, but a life. And it gives you kind of an inner taste of this authentic, uh, deep level application of EA spirituality, where you live it first, and then you help others live it, and then you create a healthy culture. And we spent 28 years working on this course, so it wouldn't be a program. It would be a life to be lived. Again, go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash training and check out level two. Now, Jesus had an upside down strategy of focusing on the three, the 12 and the 70, then the 500. And then the whole world was eventually reached and blessed. But Jesus spent the largest amount of his time training those 12. Uh, In fact, some scholars say he spent almost three-fourths of his time training the 12. He was very intentional about that. Uh, In the same way, we're inviting you to an intentionality uh, into your own formation with Jesus, into your own discipling of other people. Again, we don't need programs. What we're trying to do here is give you tools and a structure to stay focused on the task of making disciples because there's so many things that pull us away from that. We don't need more minimal transformation in people's lives because that results in minimally transformed teams and minimally transformed churches doing minimally transforming ministry. But starting with you, we want to invite you, I want to invite you to give away out of who you are in God to others around you. Uh, we can only give who we are on the inside. We can only give our presence. We can only give our journey with Jesus. I like to say you cannot give what you do not possess. You can only give what you do possess. And what you do is important, but who you are is way more important. And the state you are in on the inside is the state you give to other people. So listen, 85% of people are stuck in their spiritual lives. That's the estimate. And I It may be that or even higher. Uh, and so what we're bringing an authentic, what we call authentic EH spirituality is like an icebreaker ship cutting through the thickest of ice in places like Russia or the Arctic. And, but because of the weight and design and power of, an, of those icebreaker ships, they're massive. They can cut through a path of ice that's 12 to 15 feet thick. But once they break through that ice, other ships can follow. Authentic EH spirituality is like an icebreaker ship. It breaks through the hard ice in people. That's 12 to 15 feet thick of what I call faulty formation. That's got them stuck. But even more than it breaking up the ice, it opens up people to a rich, expansive pathway for their relationship with Jesus for the rest of their lives and for your ministry. So we're introducing people to a a whole new paradigm. Following Jesus, a discipleship that's so far-reaching that nothing is left untouched uh, by it. It's actually a Copernican revolution, and this world, our world, desperately needs an authentic you leader, an authentic discipleship, an authentic leadership development. And I hope that we're making a contribution to that uh, task facing the global church today with emotionally healthy spirituality. But we don't need a counterfeit that's trendy or self, just self-help or EHS light. So join with me and I want, I hope you join with me on this journey, wherever you are in the world today. And I'd like to pray in my a little adaptation of an old ancient Celtic prayer as we close our time together. And as you go, so let me bless you as we close and you go on this journey to resist the counterfeits uh, that surround us and, uh, of, at least in our case, emotionally, of the spirituality, and you might engage the authentic in God. So may the peace of the Lord Jesus go with you wherever he may send you. And may he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he grant you his experience of joy and wonder as you engage his upside-down kingdom working in you and through you. And may you be a passionate lover of Jesus and his church, and his people, and the world for whom he died. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everybody. Have a great day.